Table for two, please. So for this week's episode, we're going to be talking about House Bill 3979 and Senate Bill 3. And we're going to be connecting it to critical race theory, which has been a very hot topic for discussion lately. Mm-hmm. Essentially what House Bill 3979 and Senate Bill 3 are, it's an effort by several Texas Republicans to implement the indirect banning and suppression of the teaching of critical race theory in schools. And the original House Bill 3979 prior to the edits was completely normal, I would say. Like, it included the teachings of a lot of different Mm -hmm. parts of history that is very inclusive and things. But then with Senate Bill 3 it crossed out a majority of the things that are required to be taught. We're going to start off with discussing a little bit about critical race theory because I feel like so many people have such a skewed definition of what critical race theory really is and are just kind of overreacting to critical race theory Mm -hmm. in and of itself. Critical race theory is an intellectual movement and a framework of legal analysis according to which, one, race is a culturally invented category used to oppress people of color, and two, the law and legal institutions in the United States are inherently racist insofar as they function to create and maintain social, political, and economic inequalities between white and non-white people. It was created in the late 70s and early 80s by legal scholars like Derrick Bell, Kimberly Crenshaw, Richard Delgado, and etc., and It was made to explain the loss of momentum in the U.S. civil rights movement to the point of even reversal. Critical race theory emphasizes system features of the legal system that, quote-unquote, perpetuates race-based oppression and white privilege. Critical race theory is important. Mm -hmm. Like, this is extremely important because it provides a thorough, realistic, and updated view of how white racism works in the United States because... You know, in the past, it it was very blatant because of slavery, but now we've definitely moved on from slavery, but we're still a racist society. Like, the United States is inherently racist. Due to the systems that are still in place and haven't changed since then. Exactly. And I think that with critical race theory, it brings a new, like, updated definition of how racism works. It is just these deeply embedded systematic inequalities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of just ignoring the plight of people who are marginalized, which in and of itself is just such a terrible thing to do. Yeah. Because that's why these systems are still in place. No one cares enough to change them. Mm -hmm. Racism in the United States is more than just a negative attitude towards racial groups, but the body of law and legal practices whose real world effect is the oppression of people of color, especially African Americans. Mm Mm-hmm. And critical race theory allows people from marginalized backgrounds to understand that systems and policies in place in the United States make their lives so much more difficult and the social inequalities that they experience as well. This is definitely why I feel like education is power because by understanding how this affects you, you can identify, you can understand, and you can stand up for yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, it is definitely a tool that you can use to just push for 
equality and equity for yourself. Young people of color and marginalized groups in general struggle to understand why it's so hard for them. Like, why are they marginalized? Because honestly, while we were growing up, we're like, yeah, no, we're completely normal. Like, we're just everyone else. You know, we have, we're the same. We have the same opportunities, blah, blah, blah. But I think, you know, as we increasingly get older and get more educated and more exposure to these things, we're like, yo. We start to know we this. We are so, there's such a big gap and difference between, like, us and white people like they're on top the system itself is meant to benefit white people why are we still stuck here in a like in a modern day society that claims to be equal that claims to give equal opportunity and like you start to notice things as a kid that you didn't realize Mm -hmm. for sure so critical race theory kind of came out of nowhere i mean it was here for a while but it came to headlines quite recently i feel like yeah and it's like everybody started using mm -hmm. it all of a sudden became a buzzword and it's i feel like now just being morphed into something that it's not like Mm -hmm. it's being an umbrella term without actual thorough research and understanding yeah so it definitely started becoming popular because of the opposition the opposition of critical race theory being taught in k-12 through schools it was created out of the fear that especially white students but students as a whole Mm -hmm. from certain groups will learn and internalize these damaging and self-demoralizing ideas that makes them feel guilty and responsible for the marginalization discrimination and oppression of colored people but like that's untrue okay in this context look little timmy like little timmy today has done nothing wrong. He's inherently privileged, and if he continues to use his privilege to perpetuate societal standards, I think that then he is guilty. Yeah. He's a racist. But like inherently, the blame falls on like the forefathers. You know, yeah. the people who set up this country and made the country this way. Yeah. But if you're someone who's white and acknowledge your privilege and use it to better, like push for equality and equity, that is not something that you or should. Or you feel. just like don't be racist, which is the bare minimum. The like, literal bare minimum. Like, yeah, you don't have anything to be guilty of. Exactly. But, like, that's also a reason why critical race theory needs to be taught. Because it will teach white students that, you know, you're not responsible for these, but we can never let this happen again. Yeah. A good example of critical race theory being applied in an out-of-school context is the 1619 Project created by the New York Times magazine. So, here's the quote that explains it from the New York Times. The 1619 Project is an ongoing initiative from the New York Times Magazine that began in August 2019, which marks the 400th anniversary of the beginning of American slavery. It aims to reframe the country's history by placing the consequences of slavery and the contributions of Black Americans at the very center of our national narrative. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. There is no way we can talk about American history without, like, acknowledging, like, the contributions of black americans to yeah. setting up this country as well as like they were how they were pushed to do so through oppression slavery all of that all like without their consent without their permission mm-hmm. and there's they also, were enslaved yeah. i don't now i also want to just briefly touch on how critical race theory is shown in school because i feel like so many people get so riled up about it but like in reality i feel like critical race theory goes it's not even like taught slavery is bad and we should never do it again that's literally it that's it 
And we learn about like three people in the civil rights movement. We don't learn about like all the other activists that worked towards then. And like the extent of critical race theory, it like it's like you won't even know. I didn't even know I was being taught critical race theory. Like I thought that was just a given. Like I feel like critical race theory was definitely like by definition was something I had to learn outside of school because mm-hmm. that's how I learned about it. It's literally just them being like don't do this again. We can't let history repeat itself. Like that's that's it. I feel like mm-hmm. it's nothing much. Yeah. I don't know. People just like really make it out to be a big deal, but it's not yeah. taught. Like it's not taught face front. Not face front. Like what is that? Yeah, and crit- the extent of critical race theory being taught just literally it's like half a unit about slavery, how Lincoln saved America or whatever, and that's it. That's all that's being taught to us. Mm-hmm. And it just stops there. We don't even talk about like the Japanese concentration camps the pushing out of indigenous people from their land, etc., etc. Like, all of that stuff is, like, barely touched on for us. Or it's, like, really patchy or it just, like, cuts out large parts. Because, like, for example, Native Americans, like, the literal genocide of the indigenous populations in America has been so vast, so brutal, and so suppressed. Like, the actual coverage and the actual yeah. records and teaching of it has been... That is how America was, was built. Yet, like, we don't talk about it in we school. We just ignore it. Act like yeah. it never happened. And, like, the racism that occurred during, like, World War... World War One, especially World War Two, Mm-hmm. As well as, like, you know, when the California Gold Rush... There was racism th- there oh, yeah. as well. Big time. And there has been, like, so many different, like instances of things that laws that perpetuated racism and like you should watch the try guys videos i think eugene made a video on during aapi month eugene eugene from try guys made Mm -hmm. a pretty good video about that so hb3979 actively restricts the teaching of critical race theory and important pieces of history so now, what is the impact of these types of bills, which have been in motion in legislatures and just governments all around the country? The biggest issue with the banning of HB 3979 is that students are going to be taught this skewed revisionist version of American history, where the past and the history of the United States, it's largely ignored. And misportrayed. Yeah. We are not going to be properly discussing and teaching indigenous history, black history, Asian history, Latinx history, and other marginalized groups' history. Yeah, and teachers, they're going to avoid teaching these subjects out of fear for parent or administrative complaints because they have to self-center their lessons for this bill. Yeah, for example, if a teacher is talking about the Civil War, black soldiers, like, Black people had such a big part in this war, clearly, and they will skip talking about the contributions of black soldiers and the contribution and like of just black women, black kids, etc., etc., black people. And they're just gonna leave out important chunks of history. Like, that's not properly teaching what the Civil War is. People aren't going to think about the civil war the same way that we do mm-hmm. we know what the civil war is to some extent but they will know a very different type of civil war it's going to be things like this they're not going to be taught the same things but the same things are like 
Yeah, despite, they have to be taught. Yeah, despite like cutting out this history, that doesn't mean that this history didn't happen. Yeah, you know, it's just their recollection of this part of history is just going to be patchy. Yeah, if you're so shameful of this oppressive history to you know POC marginalized groups, then why does it still continue today? The history of the United States. It's not complete without thoroughly teaching the racial oppression that occurred and continues throughout America's timeline. Racism is embedded in America, and if it is not properly shown and taught, we cannot move forward. Exactly. Thank you. And additionally, just like in regards to the students, students will be disadvantaged in the future as they lack critical thinking skills related to U.S. history and events that have occurred in the past. And just knowledge relating to class, society, race, gender, they'll have a hard time like with intersectionality and seeing the similarities. And Mm. this will be really hard like, and students will take a hit in college and in history courses and AP tests, you know, because these are things that are taught everywhere else. So people are just going to be like, I never learned this. Like, I didn't know this was part of this. Well, it was, you were just not taught it. You, sh- you yeah you like you shouldn't be able to like erase history and mold it into something that it's not it's what happened so teach it the way it is this is also not like this is not the first time that this happened there was this group of white women like southern white women who actively like erased history like the textbook we look at today is the effects of them like that's why there's so many things missing Mm -hmm. that's why certain people are misportrayed as like terrible people even though they were doing the right thing cough cough a lot of people in the civil rights movement let's actually dive into the house bill itself and what it does after senate bill three so we took this quote from el paso matters which says, legislation restricting education about racism, which comes in the wake of nationwide protests against the police killings of black Americans, is about more than banning critical race theory. It's being used for a broad and somewhat vague and flexible assault on what legislators think is a threat to present-day political, social, racial, and gender relations. Honestly, I think it's the fear of people understanding, like, how they are at such a disadvantage. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, we are slow, like, just as a society, we are moving to see everything that is, like, put against us and, like, what we're up against. Mm -hmm. And when we're like, yo, that's not, that's not correct. I want what I, like, you know, I deserve to be equal. And that is through equitable, like, changes in the government. And people are just like, oh, no, I like the system we have right now. Yeah, because everyone else gets to shut up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. Let's not forget how white our Texas legislation is yeah now i'm just gonna read off everything that house bill 3979 bans the requirement of teaching the history of native americans the writings of george washington ona judge thomas jefferson sally hemmings and any other founding persons of the united states writings from frederick Douglass's newspaper the north star the Fugitive Slave Acts of, of 1793 and 1850, the Indian Removal Act, Thomas Jefferson's letter to Danbury Baptists, William Still's Underground Railroad Records, historical documents related to the civic accomplishments of marginalized populations, including documents related to the Chicano Movement, women's suffrage and equal rights, the Civil Rights Movement, the Snyder Act of 1924, and the American Labor Movement, 
the history of white supremacy, including but not limited to the institutions of slavery, the eugenics movement, and the Ku Klux Klan, and the ways in which it is morally wrong. The history and importance of the civil rights movement, including the following documents. Martin Luther King's Letter from a Birmingham Jail and I Have a Dream Speech. The Federal Civil Rights Act of, 16, of 1964. The United States Supreme Court's decision in Bo Brown v. Board of Education. The Emancipation Proclamation. The Universal Declaration of Human Rights. The 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments to the United States Constitution. The United States Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit decision in Mendez v. Westminster. The Life and Work of Cesar Chavez and the Life and Work of Dolores Huerta. The History and Importance of the Women's Suffrage Movement, including the following documents. The Federal Voting Rights Act of 1965. The 15th, 19th, and 26th Amendments to the United States Constitution. Abigail Adams's Letter, Remember the Ladies. The Works of Susan B. Anthony and the Declaration of Sentiments, The Life and Works of Dr. Hector P. Garcia, The American GI Forum, The League of United Latin American Citizens, and Hernandez v. Texas. That is everything that is not required to be taught anymore. Mm-hmm. A lot of these things I wasn't even taught in the past. I was taught, but it was I was taught in California. Ah. Uh like documents of so many important people moments movements recollections of history in the united states and it's going to teach revisionist history like imagine the next generation like literally going through like history class and not even knowing i have a dream speech and to know that like some of my friends siblings won't know what that is they'll be like who's that yeah like my mouth would drop the thing that education centered on the most during the civil rights movement as like for our for the education that we received from school and like not needing to teach that is like such a it's such it's so i can't describe it it's just shocking like then what is there to learn about american history at this point because american history is built off of like the, the backs, backs of people of color and marginalized especially groups. african americans and yeah. black americans it's just <clears throat> shocking and like 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 i know it's like it's not required to be taught it still can be taught however like we said before parents mm. and educators like parents won't want like they'll have complaints higher ups will have complaints and so eventually these things won't be taught at all out of fear of getting fired or like just like yeah. not being able to teach anymore. And it is actively erasing the history of marginalized people in this country. It ruined the proposed more diverse teaching of K through 12 social studies in Texas for this clearly whitewashed version of history that removes the blame from white people and their actions. Governor Greg Abbott was the person who pushed for the Senate bill to revise the House bill. And Greg Abbott is running for re-election in 2022. And he's pandering to his far right base by using House Bill 3979 and making critical race theory disappear as one of his top priorities in order to be re-elected. Mm -hmm. So next, let's focus on the removal of the requirement of teaching the following, which is quote, 
history of white supremacy, including but not limited to the institution of slavery, the eugenics movement, and the Ku Klux Klan, and the ways in which it is morally wrong. Now, not teaching this leaves out the history of white supremacy and racism in curriculum, and it paints America as this pure country, while to this day both white supremacy and racism exist, and many take it to the extreme. People of color and marginalized people's struggles through oppression and how they fought for human and civil rights in this country must be addressed because it is still part of our history and pretty much still being fought for for a lot of different causes. And it must be addressed because it's still part of our history. And like not teaching it is just pretending like the oppression never happened while it still does to various degrees. And like pretending that like America, oh, America was never bad. Or, like, America, like, you know, we didn't do any of this. Like, America's, like, so good. We didn't exploit people. We didn't, like, literally commit genocide several times. You didn't enslave and bring an entire millions of people across the globe without their consent. Yeah, like, just being like, oh, America was just built like that. Like, you didn't imprison Japanese citizens for being japanese like you didn't become super islamophobic after 9-11 we can keep going but we're gonna choose to stop but the thing that really irks me here is in removing the ways in which it is morally wrong are you saying white supremacy the kkk the eugenics movement and slavery is not morally wrong That is, like, if someone said that to me, I would slap them up the face. Because, okay, white supremacy. The belief that white people are better than everyone else. Which is credited to, like, bogus pseudoscience from, like, the 1800s or something. Mm -hmm. Okay? Slavery. The institution of slavery literally oppressed an entire race. Let's not- I, I think that is morally wrong. Do, do you think that's morally yeah, wrong? Yeah, I think that's morally wrong. Wow, I think anyone with a brain would think that's morally wrong. Yeah. Uh, but not our Texas legislators. <laughs> the eugenics movement, where they literally would stop the reproduction of certain people, like the, the right of reproduction mm-hmm. of other people because they didn't want their genes to be passed down. That's not morally wrong because- mm-hmm, What? It infringes on the right of other people to live their life, literally. And then... Last one. White supremacist extreme groups, like... The Ku Klux Klan! Which is still active today. Do you know how there's one, like, literally, like, 30 minutes away? Yeah. (laughs) Like, a really big chapter? Yeah. Like, it's so concerning. Yeah, we live in a region of the United States where there is a particular amount of white supremacist groups... There is a large chapter of a certain white supremacist group near us. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of scary. No, it's not kind of scary. It is scary. Because, like, literally, my family will be driving and, like, one of us would need to pee. But, like, then we'd see a Confederate flag and we're like, we can hold it in. Don't you worry about it. Mm-hmm. We don't make eye contact with certain people because we're like, they're going to shoot our head off. Like, that's not normal. And... Just, like, the implication of saying that white supremacist groups like the Ku Klux Klan, who literally dragged out people and killed them and, like, do cult-like things. Are you saying that the Ku Klux Klan was morally correct? Are you saying that that validates the killing of black Americans and just other people of color in general? Yeah. 
I think that if you truly believe that the teaching of these things is morally correct, you should not be an educator. You should not be anyone remotely near law-making institutions. Let's also spotlight the ignorance of, quote-unquote, other perspectives and suppression and ignorance towards the people who spoke out. According to the Austin American Statesman, after hearing the testimony from around 70 people, the majority of whom opposed the legislation, the community approved it 6-1 with only one Democrat present, Senator Eddie Lucio Jr. of Brownsville voting no. So you're telling me there was 70 people, most of whom were like, mm, let's not. But the board was still like, mm, let's. Yeah. No. That, like, the voice of the people means nothing to the legislators. Does it sound very American to me? Doesn't sound like a representative democracy to me. More than 200 educators and historians wrote an open letter to the Texas Senate during the regular sessions urging members to vote down HB 3979 and its companion legislation, which was Senate Bill 3, in the Texas Senate. So, for being a country where the people have the power and everyone's voice and opinion counts, you know, the legislators and government officials really don't care what the people actually have to say. Because if this many people came out to say something. If this many people wrote a letter expressing their strong dislike of this legislation, especially with a background in education, mm-hmm. with a background in history, like you should maybe take a take a nice look at it and consider it and why it is probably better than your legislation. Wouldn't you? But like, why did you not listen to anything? Mm-hmm. It's like these people are coming out and just their words are being are falling upon deaf ears yeah if you're gonna be so blatantly disregarding the voice of the people then i don't think you deserve to be a legislator i don't think you're really fulfilling the will of the people Mm -hmm. and you're not fulfilling the duty given to you by the people who elected you in the first place So, final takeaways about House Bill 3979 and SB3. One historian of education said, It's because they, which are legislators and government officials, are nervous about broad social things, but they're talking in the language of school and school curriculum. That's the vocabulary, but the actual grammar is anxiety about shifting social power relations. When people start to finally speak up against the injustices and the social inequalities that are perpetuated through a legal system, people get scared because they're challenging the system that has worked to benefit white people in the first place. And by passing bills like House Bill 3979 and other bills that are inherently racist or ban the education of history properly, I think that that is their way of trying to suppress everything once again. Yeah, and we can't just leave this part of history out. Like, people need to learn from this. And we need to understand faults of the past to ensure that the same mistakes won't happen in the future. And, like, having all of this erased and just not being taught to future generations is, like, it's a slap in the face, honestly. Literally. 
and by erasing the past of marginalized people and the accurate depictions of American history, we will never be able to move forward and the new age of children in K-12 schools will be taught a fake, revisionist version of history, lacking the critical thinking skills and awareness the students need to have. This bill is absolute BS. It's absolute trash and it is actively, it's actively encouraging racism in and of itself by stopping the teaching of what racism actually is. Mm -hmm. I urge people to actually go through and research about critical race theory, research about how legislators are implementing these kinds of bills that are just stopping the teaching of critical race theory. And like we said, it's not like it is not taught the way that you think it is in schools. Yeah. Students are not actively being taught that white people are bad they're being taught that hey this stuff happened it is credited to white people but we need to move on and learn for the better so the same things don't happen yeah but by banning these things the same things are going to happen again yeah like this critical race theory it's not telling white kids that you are responsible for all of this no it's just saying how like it's just saying how they benefit from the system while people of color, marginalized groups don't and get pushed down. Like, they're not responsible for this. That's not what this bill is teaching. We urge you to go to your local school district, your school board meetings, and speak up about these kinds of things. Speak up as to why critical race theory needs to be taught in school. Why history needs to be accurately depicted in school. And yes, that is all. In a future episode, we will be discussing a new bill that is going to actively take place on September 1st, which allows the carrying of guns and other firearms publicly without the requirement of a license or proper training. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, this concludes today's episode. We know that we kind of this was kind of a heavy topic, mm-hmm. but I think that people need to understand that this is happening. Like, yeah. this is not something that's, like, far off. In 10 years, kids are going to be wondering who Martin Luther King Jr. was, and you will be baffled. Yeah, if this bill is continued. See you next week. All right, so we'll see you next week with a new episode on study tips to prepare for the new school year. <laughs> a very big jump from so what jarring. we talked about oh today. God. But still, I mean, I guess they connect. They're both education-related. So, with that being said, my name's Vika. And I'm Amy. And we're signing off. Check this. You can find our episode credits, contact slash feedback forms, socials, and YouTube channel all at linktree.com slash table for two pod, which you can find in our episode and Spotify bio. See you next Wednesday with a brand new episode.